everyone, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are off to the 19th century in the heyday of the industrial era to play the 2021 game. Ooh, fresh, fresh little baked game from the oven. Uh, Furnace. So Furnace is a game for two to four players. Um, it plays in about 30 to 60 minutes. I'd say that's about right in our experiences. It's, yeah. it's a pretty short game, but, you know, there's some depth to it. So with a full complement, you're going to have some player con- or turn considerations. Age is listed at 12 plus, but, of course, the community says, no, no, 10 plus by Jove. Knock it off. Knock two off. And then they adopt like the they bad English accent. Two off. Yeah, they always, they always knock two years off. And I think they're, I think they're right. This one, I don't know. Um, I guess 10-year-olds could play this and be fine, probably. But I think there is some deeper strategy here but i don't know i don't i i, I guess i could kind of agree if, if your 10 year old wears a monocle he's ready for this game <laughs> he's ready for this game or a top hat <laughs> yeah yep yep he's ready for this game for sure uh then the weight is 2.18 so yeah it's, it's definitely a light game the mech there's nothing ex- um complicated here about these mechanisms but there is a lot of strategy within them so uh this was designed by ivan lashen uh art by sergey dulin marta ivanova and Ilya konovalov uh, oh, sorry, forgot you, Oleg Yurkov. And, man, there's a lot of artists. And two more. I have to switch to another page. I rarely have to do that. Uh, let's see. Vadim uh, Poluboyarov and Igor Zarkov. Uh, and pub- those, it's all the same artist. It's just those are anagrams of the same name. <laughs> yes. I just noticed they all use the same letters. You're right. Um, and published by Hobby World. Uh, so yeah, this is a game of drafting. It this is a game of interconnecting uh, or building, slowly building an engine through cards. Basically, you're collecting factories, which is kind of cool. So let's talk about how it actually functions, and then we'll get into our details of uh, what we think about it. Okay, uh, this is mostly a card-based game, but there are resources and other tokens that they're going to be out throughout there. The game itself is going to last four total rounds. Each round has essentially two phases to it, which I'll get to in a bit. Uh, but to set up, uh, you're going to each person is going to be randomly dealt a capitalist card. There are five capitalist cards, but since uh, if you're playing a few people in the game, you're going to only hand up enough for each player. Uh, they're these the the capitalist cards are the rule bending things. They they allow one player to do something special or break possibly one of the rules that I'm going to bring up. I won't go much further into them other than when we actually talk about the the meat of the game. Uh, each person is also given a startup company card, um, which will dictate how many resources they start with. Uh, but it also has a few other things on it that are on most of the rest of the cards, which, I, again, I'll get into. Each person also has a starting color token just to keep track of who's what color. Uh, a person is randomly assigned the first player token. It's that, I think that's the way the game says it is randomly assigned. There's no thematic thing to it. Uh, and then each person is also given um, four essentially bidding tokens they're called capital discs but they are basically bidding tokens and they are numbered one two three and four uh and these bidding tokens basically is the first phase of the two phase part of a round in a round <clears throat> the round will start with a bunch of the company cards from the deck there's 36 cards in total uh but a number of cards will come out based on the number of players six seven or eight in a two three or four player game 
and you basically, this is what you can bid on. You either can bid to get the company, or you can bid and hope to lose to try and get resources from the card. Uh, because the cards basically have two effects to them. Either one, uh, if you don't win the bid and you bid on it, uh, you'll be compensated, and there's a little thing listed at the top of the card indicating how much you'll get compensated. Uh, and if you win it, you don't get the compensation because you, you, you want it, you don't need to be compensated, uh, but you win that card, and that card has its own production values uh, on it. When, and it will go into your little tableau that you will build, be building in front of you along with the one that you started with, uh, and that's kind of how you build it. And that part later is the production phase. So again, the two phases are the bidding phase and the production phase. When you bid, there are a few rules on how you can bid. Um, basically, you can never place one of your numbered tokens in a location that already has one of your tokens, and they're colored so you know which ones are yours. Uh, you can't place it with one of your other colors, but you also cannot place a numbered token with a card that has the same number. So if, say for example, I bid on something with uh, the, the first card with a two, the next opponent could not bid on that card with a two. They can bid on it with any other number they want, they just can't use a two. Uh, if a particular card has uh, a four on it, uh, then no one else can put A4 on it. That's basically the way it works. So you just can't match color, you can't match number. But otherwise, you can bid however you feel like. Once everyone has placed their bidding tokens, uh, and there's also a little thing with two-player rules that I, it's a die roll and it does it kind of on a like a on a algorithm type thing. It's it works pretty decently. Um, but once everyone has placed their bidding token, then you go down the line from left to right, <coughs> and essentially. Anyone who didn't win the bid gets compensated, and they take whatever they bid with and multiply that number by whatever's written on the card. So if the card had, say, two coal on it, if you would be compensated, and you bid with a two token, you would take two times two, which is four, so that means you get four coal. Or if you bid with a three token, you get three times two, which is six, so you get six coal. But that's only if you don't win the bid. So if the highest one was a two, uh, then that would win the bid, and then everything else that's on there, the, the only one, the one that would be on there, uh, would get compensated with one value of whatever is in the compensation card. The person who wins it takes the card, and they add it to their tableau to deal with in a bit. Uh, and you just work your way from left to right, doing the same process until all the cards are gone. If no one bid on something, it just gets discarded. Uh, apparently, it's no one wanted it. Uh, after that, then each person does the production phase. Now, you can do it where each person does it individually on their own, which is kind of how you're going to be playing it when you get deeper in the game. But if, if you're for new to the game, you might have each person do it uh, to show what they are doing. But essentially, you are going to pick these cards and decide which ones you're going to do and in what order, although the advanced version, you're forced to do it in the order that they're in. Uh, I probably wouldn't play that way, definitely not on a first go, but you're gonna be picking which ones you wanna do. Uh, most of the cards basically have two things on them. They'll have uh, one thing listed at the top and then something listed below it, uh, although that thing listed below it isn't available until you upgrade that card. You can your your first company card that you started off with has the ability to upgrade cards. Uh, in fact, it has three things on it. It's usually a get a tool, turn some stuff into points, or 
spend a tool and some other resource to upgrade cards. Um, and essentially, you're going to be deciding, all right, I'm going to use this card first, and I'm going to do all the things on that card, and then you're going to move to another card and do all the things on that card working from top to bottom. At no point may you stop working through a card to jump to another card. You have to complete a card before moving on to another card. So you might uh, go to one card and gain two coal and then convert one iron to a tool, and then that's the entire card. Then you move on to another card. Um, and the, again, basically you're going to be working through all of your cards. If you can't do something, then you just don't do it. So if, say, for example, it said convert an oil to um, two points and you don't have any oil, then you just don't get to. Uh, some of them give you an amount of times you can do it. So the converting things might say times one or times two. That indicates how many times you're allowed to do it. Uh, so if it's times three, you can do it three times, but no more. And again, only for the amount of resources you have to do it. So if it said you can convert three coal to four points three times, if you only have six coal, you can only do it twice. Uh, and then basically once you've completed that, uh, you just move on to the next round. There's a little round marker that will rotate, rotate and move down. Uh, and uh, the first player marker will move to the next person. And this continues for, again, four total rounds. And whoever has the most total points at the end of the game uh, wins. If there's a tie, it's whoever has the most resources past that. Uh, and then I don't know what the next tiebreaker is if there is one. I think that I think that's it. I think that they don't even say uh, it's a shared tie past that, but I think that's it. Uh, yeah, that's that's how you play the game. There you go. Yeah, um, Furnace really surprised me the first time I played it. I am kind of shy, gun shy about auction games. I don't love the mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> I. Um, I don't hate it. I mean, there's definitely good examples of it being done well in games, but the, a lot of times when it's like just an auction game, I'm kind of always just like, mm, huh. <laughs> um, but Furnace really surprised me. It, the the one thing that auction games can do, of course, is make you kind of feel punished for your actions. And so if you don't bid correctly, then you're going to just feel like you lost a round, like you have a, had a wasted round. Furnace does a really good job of constantly progressing you forward now uh the, we played two games of this i had played before but we played two games in the second game i definitely was <laughs> running in place for the couple first couple rounds and that was a rare experience in my my uh, experience playing this game previously but um but anyway even there i was still setting the setting the stage for like the third and fourth rounds because this game plays in four rounds and it first seems man that doesn't seem like enough but those last two rounds are just full of um, things happening and you trying to arrange things right and prepare for your next turn and prepare for the next set of bidding. So Furnace does a really surprising job of just there's always something to do during the round, in between rounds, um, and uh, even during the round when it's not your turn to bid, you're still kind of like thinking of multiple plans for when it comes back to your turn. It just keeps you engaged constantly and in a good way where you're not you're always strategizing and, and strategizing about different things. So I really, really like this game. What are your thoughts about it? Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, it is definitely, to your point, uh, a bidding game that isn't 
like every other bidding game. I, I think I mentioned this to my wife after we played, and she's like, she's like, oh, I don't really like bidding. I'm like, no, 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 no. I think you'd actually like this because yeah, it's you don't lose anything on a bid. You're you're not giving up money. You're not trying to figure out well how much of my victory points do I want to give up? What do I think it's worth? No, 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 no. You don't. You're just playing tokens, and you're just gonna get the tokens back. Uh, yeah. And also, even if you lose something that you were gunning for, you still get something out of the deal, which is really nice. You never feel like you're losing anything. You just feel like maybe you're not optimizing things to the best ability, which is perfectly fine. I, I, I mean, that's pretty much every game that I play. I don't feel like I'm optimizing. And it really turns that bidding thing into just trying to optimize, not trying to outgun or outdo someone. You're just trying to go, how am I going to get the most out of what I want to do? Not, how can I not lose? It's just how what what resources do I need? Can I get them? All right, let's see if I can let's see the best I can do. Let's hope this turns out pretty good and then we'll see how it turns out during the production phase, which is really nice. I really like it. Um yeah, it works lovely. Uh, the only thing is that production phase can be pretty complicated. I know when we were playing, I'd have like scored everything up and you're still sitting there like putting oh, yeah. things you're like, okay, hold on, if I do this and then that. Yeah. Oh, that's usually because you tended to have way more cards than I right. did. I had a right. lot. I tended to have like by the end of it like six cards and I'm like, all right, yep, I'm doing this. The logical like, thing is probably to do that. Not that I didn't sit there really. and like think about a lot of stuff, but like it, I think the last game we played, you were, it went on for another like four or five minutes yeah. just for oh, you yeah. to score up your stuff <laughs> yeah i my tend in this game to in it always collect cards cards are fact representative of, of factories in this game and so i don't i can't help it like it seems like in the last game we played i was just i was determined i was just like you know what this time i'm going as few factories as possible and i'm just gonna try to work them and make a small <laughs> engine and then they weren't cards were not coming out and i just had no way to actually score points and so i just kept having to grab cards and then i would lose the bid <laughs> <laughs> then it'll be like, no, I get cards, but they would just slowly be adding to my tableau. I can't escape collecting cards in this game. But uh, yeah, you're right. That last round, and especially for me, is just a kind of you're just trying to arrange order of operations through these different factories in different ways. And uh, it's it's fun to do because it, it is definitely like the trick of this game where you are arranging factories in certain orders and some factories you know it's designed really well because some factories have something that you would be common to need early in the round but then they score points which is usually something you want to do at the end of the round so you have to kind of be like oh, do i need this um, resource more than i need the actual points or and if i do get the points can i string together enough production to like get barrels of oil which is how this scores there's a lot of fun like <laughs> head scratching but yes it for me especially i am I, I take a minute to do it at the end that last round is a is a time crutch but um but yeah i the the game overall is just a solid design they did a great job with the art the art is really nice it's nothing flashy it's it's an uh industrialist as you might expect but it's well done but it's not overdone i think yeah. you see a lot of games these days with just like there's not a square inch of the box or cards or anything that doesn't have some sort of art on it. And so it's really refreshing, actually, to see kind of a minimalist design here while still having very vibrant hand-painted or hand-drawn style art. The borders of everything are kind of like this linen, creamy linen color, and it just sort of blend, works well with the whole structure of the game. It, it's the perfect tone, I guess is what I'm trying to say. 
Um, well, and, with that many artists, I would hope they would have the perfect Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I know. They're, it worked out well. That whole cabal of artists got together, and they're like, no, 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 less space. That's not <laughs> – we can't – we're drawing enough as it is. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Furnace is just a really, really great game. It feels very fresh. It feels really um, accessible and but still satisfying for, like, deep gamers getting those – those engines figured out is a fun puzzle to solve each time and then fit each round figuring out how to make that profitable i still am finding like uh alex and i played it twice and then i played it a, have played it a few times previously in the previous weeks over at my game night and i'm still finding like new ways to kind of approach it um one of the ways that i'm still trying to do but i can't get to is just focusing on a small engine and uh, just trying to work that engine. So using the bidding process in the market, not to get new factories, but to purposefully lose to get resources from those factories just to keep fueling, fueling that little engine. I know it's possible. I've seen other players do it, <laughs> but the cards just won't show up for me the right yeah. way. So I was, um, I was really able to, on my second game, to use that effectively. Partly yeah. it was my player power that allowed me to break the oh, rules right. yeah. of placing my tokens in i could i could place duplicates on my own stuff and i could place on the same number i didn't have to follow those rules for bidding and so i could be like you know what i want to lose these and i would use it to my advantage to get tons of iron because i was able to turn iron into points really quickly so, yeah 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 that was a great power plus you took like my f- personal like the perfect oh, yeah. card for my ability immediately <laughs> I, did, I, had the the fir- I had the first bid on the first round and i'm like you would love this card i can't let you have it <laughs> yeah my whole character's focus was coal generation which is the cheapest resource but you can bundle it into many things and they're the first one of the early cards that came out was just like if you upgraded it every round you get five free coal <laughs> and i was like oh that'll be oh damn it all right well he got that one <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really cool though. The replay. Oh, that's the other thing. Replayability with this is great. They each. Um, f- first of all, each there's uh, five characters in it that you can uh, shuffle up and choose from. Even though it plays four, so there's always, there's always an odd one out. So you don't always have that fifth option to keep it going in between four. Uh, even setup at f- of four are going to be different. Um, they're really interesting abilities. There are definitely better ones than others, <laughs> but overall, they're all interesting to try to play as. And even without them, though, the cards, uh, the amount of cards in the game and the variability of the cards mesh extremely well. Like, it never feels like – like, there can be certain resources that, that you're not seeing a lot of. Like, maybe oil is uh, the rarest resource. So sometimes you're just not seeing a lot of oil. It, you just – you know, it just isn't a game for oil, so you're focusing on other things. But um, every game I've played felt a little different. There are different things that arose, different processes and directions to go. So I just was – I'm just really impressed with Furnace overall. These guys did a great job. And it's yeah, the yeah. rare Russian game that uh, has broken into the States, which is always exciting to see. Uh, okay, let's talk a little bit about taking this bad boy out. So um, taking Furnace out is going to be pretty straightforward. There is um, – oh, shoot. I'm, I am experiencing an internet outage right now, everybody, and I am trying to navigate BGG on my phone and uh, – <laughs> Bear with me here. <laughs> if if you want, I can go over the things that are on the table if need Well, the, hey, there you go. Yeah. It's going to make it take, easier. <laughs> why don't you take over? Yeah, I, uh, I was like, you know what? That's a good point. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Basically, All right, Alex. That, what's on the, the table? The things that are going to be on the table uh, is you're going to have your capitalist card. You're going to have your starting company that is going to be in front of you. Also, you're going to have your color player token, which is pretty small. It's small. It's like maybe a... a 
sixth the side of a card, uh, and they come in cool different shapes. Uh, one person's gonna have a player token, so that's gonna kind of be rotating around. You're also gonna have your bidding tokens that you're gonna kind of keep near you, but place in the center of the table occasionally. Uh, there are a few other bits and bobs here and there, like there might be a die for playing with two players, or you might have an extra token if you're playing with certain capitalist cards. Uh, there will be a round marker that gets kind of placed near the deck which is about card-shaped, but probably a little bit extra just to kind of move the token around. Uh, and you're going to have some piles for uh, coal cubes, iron bars, and little oil drums, and also upgrade token thingies that you will use. And also, uh, the game comes with 61 money tokens uh, in varying denominations uh, that you're going to kind of keep somewhere around that people can get to. Uh, but the thing that people are going to be focusing on are the company cards that will be placed in a tableau in the center of the table, uh, which, as I mentioned, there are 36. You'll keep them in a pile, and there's going to be between six to eight of them, depending on the number of players, spread out in a line. Uh, while playing, you're going to be kind of piling up these tokens onto the cards, uh, so they don't take up much more space than just that single line in the center. What is going to be taking up a lot of space is basically um, the the tableau that you are building in front of yourself, because as the game progresses, you're gonna be having more and more company cards in front of you that you kind of have to splay out in a way uh, that you can kind of see them all. It's You can probably put them in a line, but depending on the table that you're playing on, you might kind of adjust that into more of a, a two by eight grid type of a thing or something like that uh, so yeah that that's really what's taking up the space do you think i forgot anything <laughs> uh no i think that's it i think that's pretty much it yeah uh the yeah so this game has a lot of stuff i guess a lot of little things but it's definitely um my experience is uh, playing most of my experience playing this game has been out at a brewery and I would I would very much say that it is totable um, and take outable very easily, even though there's a few things going on there. Um, everything that you know, your collection of cards, it's is it, it kind of reminds me of mostly a game in cards, even though there's like um, a few the bidding chits and things like that. But yeah. you know, if you think about any card game, it's just going to be really easy to to maneuver it around the table. And the uh, the only thing about about it is the central tableau does has to it doesn't necessarily have to be in the middle but it does have to be very easily visible by everybody the iconography on the cards is really clear so once you've played it or get play a round of it you'll kind of understand what things mean so you don't necessarily have to read text from afar so you can you could could probably have a pizza in the middle and have this off to the side i would think um i think it passes the pizza test especially because it only plays four as well so it's not like Excuse me. It's not like uh, there's five or six people that all have to be trying to crane their necks over that pizza down the table to check this out. So I, I would say pass the pizza test barely. <laughs> yeah, barely. I, I was gonna add barely to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, but by God, I say it does. <laughs> so, um, and uh, let's see. The vibe of the game is um, really good. I think it's it's a pensive game. There is a lot of, um, but but it's not too. You're not. Like except for that last round where everyone's just kind of totaling, you're not too much in your head. And the the auction phase, the bidding phase, is really fun because you all are choosing different strategy or or you know kind of considering what other people might need or considering what your action might do to them. Like oh, if I win this card, you get three st uh, iron. Well, geez, do I want to give you three iron? <laughs> you could really use three iron, and I don't want to make you that happy. And so, but also, I really need that card. So there's really fun considerations during the auction phase during the 
factory production phase, you're all going to kind of like nose down figuring out your little engines. Um, but yeah, I'd say the vibe is pretty good and, and easy going for sure. Um, but late, but laid back. Uh, let's see who is this for and who is it not for? It's definitely a gamer's game. Like this is a, a really cool game with a cool take on auction mechanisms and um, uh, just a solid, amazing design. I it might be, it's probably a little heavy. Well, no, I take that back. I don't know. What what would you think of it being like an intro game? Like, uh, where would it I fall think there? It's, I think it's probably like a second stage intro game. Like, after yeah. someone kind of has a few ideas of what's going on in the gaming world, this is a really good, like, place to go. Like, it's like the step after, like, Splendor or something like that, I think. Sure. Not that much of a step, but a small step after Splendor, just because you have to really consider some of the, the – just because of that production phase, you really have to make some considerations for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. That's a good way of putting it. It's um, it, Once you're there, though, I think people, new-ish gamers, would also enjoy it. it. Just because it is such a clean design, it's very understandable, and uh, figuring out that little in, uh, production puzzle is re- is really fun. I really, really enjoy that yeah. about the game. And so um, I pretty, I would say it's, I can't, it'd be hard for us to think of someone who really doesn't like it. The only thing I can think of is if you're just super against auction games, um, I would feel Even- bad... Yeah, Even I was gonna then, say I feel bad I, about that because I feel this this kind of brick will probably bring a lot of people who have that feeling over the line into into yeah. enjoying this game. This is one of those where someone who doesn't like auction or bidding games would change their mind. Just they would make an exception for this. Yeah, one. just for this game. Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Can you think of anyone who would really be turned off? Um, I really can't. I mean, it's 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 just it's such a cool little game. <laughs> I think really... I think if you if you don't want to be too thinky. If you just okay, sure, if you're yeah. looking for something super casual, this is probably not gonna gonna be the perfect thing for you. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, would your mom like it? Man, I don't think this would be her game, but I think she'd find it. Maybe I think the uh, she'd find it kind of interesting, but I think she'd kind of get exasperated or annoyed <laughs> by the final round of <laughs> arranging everything correctly. But I don't know. I could see her uh, getting it. Being interested in it, I definitely don't think this is like her mate would be like, "Hey, let's crack open furnace, everyone." Um, so I'm going to say a maybe. Yeah, no. I'm going no on this one. Yeah. I'm going. I was going to say maybe, no. I'm going to go maybe no. Not like, I'm going <laughs> like no. There's no chance she would love this game. So. She is one of those people that just it's just too thinky. Like yeah. if there are moments where you're you're if there's a moment where your head's down. And you're really tabulating stuff. She is out. She is not going to do it. The I, I think she'd be fine with the bidding mechanism, but I th- definitely think she'd feel like I'm not sure whether I'm going to win or whether I want to lose and get resources. She, I, she'd be like, I don't, I'm re- I know what it does, but I just don't know the best choice. And I think she'd just get bogged down, even though it's not something where you're going to get really shot in the foot by making a bad decision. But she definitely wants to do her best when she's playing a game and – she doesn't quite she wouldn't be able to go you know this is obviously the best move she'd go it's probably a good move but i'm sure there's something better and that would kind of hinder her performance of of making moves and she just really wouldn't get into the good parts of this game so yeah for her yeah no yeah yeah well that makes a lot of sense (laughs) all right but you guys should check it out because this is a great little game it is just i'm just so impressed with the design it's just such a clean design you can tell they really really play play tested this one and 
thought a lot about every aspect of the game. So, super impressed by um, yeah. uh, this game, and I'm looking forward to seeing more from Hobby World. I don't know, um, I don't really know that brand, and so I'm I'm wondering if um, they are a European brand, maybe, or if they just are starting up. Because I'm excited to see what else they publish. If this is the I'm quality not really game certain. I have heard whispers that there's probably going to be an expansion. Now, I'm, nope. I can't that guarantee sense. that. Just from looking at different things going on different boards, there's a lot of people that's just like, oh, but when the expansion comes out, uh, that's not a guarantee. I'm not. I'm not. Right. I. No one from this company is talking to me. But it seems like there might be an expansion probably coming forward. And I wouldn't be surprised if there was. It seems like a no. perfect game to kind of shove a couple of other either mechanisms or possibly some more company cards or uh, even even better, more capitalist cards. I think five might be just a bit too small to get some really juicy stuff out of here. So I think that that or at the very least, they could come up with a small promo that would seem really cool. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was more stuff coming out just for Furnace. But yeah. Good yeah. stuff. No, that'd be great. I'd, I'd be excited to see which direction they would go with this game because it seems like there's a lot of options to take it. Like maybe, um, I don't know, to the, the right now what you have is starter factories and they do a certain thing. You maybe have um, sort of a starter ability. Well, you already have a starter ability, ask because you're a person, but like a starter factory that does. Um, I don't know, cooler and bigger things, <laughs> or a starter a factory that yeah, disrupts or- in some way. Yeah, or some other type of like factory that does something slightly unique from all the other cards that you just you you don't often see. That would be yeah, yeah, that would be pretty sweet. Well, keep your eyes open for that, guys. Um, All right, well there we go. That is Furnace, the board game. Check it out, absolutely. So okay, so I think we should end this one um, with uh, our alliteration challenge. I like the alliteration challenge better than rhyming because I think. (laughs) It's just more chaotic. All right, so here's here. I think there are the terms. You gotta, uh, uh, it's gotta have a make sense. Like, not it doesn't have to make. It's gotta have a logic to it. I guess it can't just be like f word. So I think the idea is to string together a sentence <laughs> as long as you can do it with f words, starting with furnace. And so my question to you is: Do we allow a certain amount of non f words? For logic's sake, I think if it's like a preposition or an article, not it has to. That's the only thing really allowed. Okay, but, but how many? A I verb think we should or a the noun? Quantity. It's gotta be f. Okay, all right. Okay, or an adjective, f. Yes. Okay. All right. You want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Uh, if I go first, do I get to use the word furnace? Does that count? <laughs> yes, it does. Well, we both have All to right. use the word furnace. All right. Oh, we both. <laughs> yeah, we're going oh, we to. Have to. Am I just doing mine and then you're doing yours or are we alternating? Uh, oh, we, okay. Oh, I was thinking we just do e- each do one and then try uh, to. I feel see like who can do we the can't do that. One. We can't do that. We'd have to write them down because the, whoever goes first is going to spoil the next person. <laughs> How do you know? Well, you can right. reuse it's, words. It's, you just can't say the like... same thing. <laughs> you just say oh, the same I just thing, but add one more word. The, uh, same words you did. <laughs> All right, let's see how far. Uh, uh, okay, let's see how far we can do it together. All right, so yes, you can go first. If you... <laughs> All right, furnace. Furnace is the freebie, so you got to say the word after furnace. <laughs> All right, so I have to say both furnace and the next word. Right. Is so we're assuming saying? furnace. This is the longest outro ever. <laughs> This is ha- this is the new show. Uh, All right, here furnace. we go. 
All right, here we go. Furnace fires. Freak. <laughs> Freddy. Fingers. <laughs> I think that's the oh, end I can't of... do it. I can't do it. I'm gonna give it like three more seconds. <laughs> Furnace fires freak Freddy fingers. Frequently. <laughs> oh, there you go. Frequently for five <laughs> fractions. Oh, that's a dead end one. I think I give you a dead end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that does yep, it. Okay, yep. how do I can't we go anywhere after fractions. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much <laughs> killed it right there. Hard to follow fractions with the logical step. Uh, <laughs> futilely. There we go. Fractions futilely. <laughs> um, all right. Well, there we go. Uh, how many was that? I don't know. We'll figure it out later. Uh, f- furnace fires freak Freddy fingers frequently for five fractions. It w- you can take whatever logic you want out of that. <laughs> it makes a certain kind of sense. I like it. A I like certain it. kind of sense. What's Freddy doing and why is he freaking fires? And what does that even mean? Sort of um, raw doll type sense, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just sort of crazy drunken Englishman sense. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, uh, take that as you will and uh, think about Freddy, fires freaking fire- Freddy Fingers Freaking Fires. And if you want to let us know uh, anything, you can reach out to us in a couple different ways. Twitter and Instagram at Chits and Chat. And, of course, our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com. Scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out a comment form, and we would love to hear from you. Um, And, yeah, go check out Furnace. It is pretty amazing if you haven't heard us fawn over it enough. Uh, And then thank you for listening today, and we will catch you all on the next episode. Fi-fi. That was horrible. (laughs) 